it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,223. Be prepared to be very inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, where the sun's always shining, although I hear there's a little fog this morning, with a very special guest, a returning guest, a four-time guest, Dwight Knowlton. Dwight, welcome back to Cars Yeah! My friend, do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I like to always have my foot on the gas, Mark, so yeah, let's get started. Yeah, you do. You are one busy guy, and I'll tell you... Dwight was a guest back in 2014. He was guest number 80. He returned as guest number 260 in 2015, and then in 2016 as guest number 501. Now, since then, he has been so busy, I can't keep up with him. But I've got him today for you because he has collaborated on a very special project with another past guest here, and he has some new things he's going to be doing in the new year that he might give us a little bit of a scoop on. But before I give you a proper introduction, Dwight, maybe answer this question. Now, I don't think I asked you this because it's somewhat of a new question. What's one little thing that people may not know about Dwight Knowlton? Hmm. Well, 2023 is both the 10-year anniversary of Carpe Viem and and my 50th year on the planet. So um, (laughs) neither of those two things are a secret, but it is pretty likely that your listeners don't know. Well, that's pretty epic. Well, happy early birthday and happy congratulations or big congratulations. You know, Dwight, you and I met way back when we were both kind of just beginning these new journeys in our lives. And I was so thrilled that you took a chance with me to be a guest on this silly thing called a podcast. I love art and we've remained friends ever since and I've followed what you're doing, but I can't remember the last time we actually saw each other because our paths are always kind of just going in all over the world, but I am going to come and visit you in the desert next year with my uh, my daughter having moved there and she took our grandson with her. What's with that? Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, she is his mother and uh, we're going to come and see you and visit you and I'm going to get to see some of the new things, but let me give you a proper introduction because I want to dive into... A couple things with you today, so here we go. Dwight Knowlton is a husband, he's a father, and he's definitely an enthusiastic car guy. He's the founder of Carpe VM, about to celebrate their 10th anniversary, an automotive lifestyle brand focused on the joy and history of vintage and collector cars. He's a fine artist. He's an author of many and multiple award-winning books. I've got them all on my shelf. By the way, Dwight, I've been enjoying those with my new grandson. Thank you for that. Awesome. Very cool. Little red race car and all sorts of other books. Uh, he does poster artists for Fame Concours and events all over the world. And he's a sculptor and a craftsman of bespoke trophies, awards, and gifts. He kind of does it all with clients including Porsche Haggerty, Jay Leno's Garage, the Seattle Art Museum, the Ferrari Club of America, Corvette Hall of Fame, and now, of course, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum in a collaboration with past Cars Yeah guest Bill Pack in a new book titled Epic Drama a winning collection of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. And he's got a new endeavor coming up in January called the MotoringArts.com website. Can't wait to hear about that. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. They keep some of the petrol in the tanks here, so give them some love, and we'll be right back. 
Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint, and an extra layer of soft, Breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-2-1, at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. You've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine here on Cars, yeah, for a couple of years now. Well, they're growing. And in 2023, they're going to grow from four issues a year to six. And there's an opportunity here for you to take advantage of this growth. If you go to LinkageMag.com and click on the Renew button, if you already subscribe, you can get a great deal. Use the code RENEW6 for one year and you'll get six issues for the price of four or Type in Renew 12 for two years where you also have a great savings. Plus, they'll even throw in a free Linkage hat. How cool is that? The publisher of Linkage is Donald Osborne. He's been a guest multiple times here on Cars yeah? He's become a good friend of mine. And I'll tell you, Linkage Magazine is one of those newer magazines that you're going to want to get. It's all about experiences, opinions, and values. It's a wonderful publication, something I look forward to getting. And now that I'm going to be getting six a year, <laughs> even more special. So go to Linkage mag.com again use the code renew6 or renew12 to get that special deal do it before december 31st 2022 so that in 2023 you'll get six issues of linkage magazine instead of four 
So Dwight, we are back. So I would like to, before we dive into your involvement in this incredible book project, I want to talk about some of the things that you've been doing, because since you were last on the show, my goodness, you're one of the busiest artists I've had on Cars Yeah out there. Some of the things you've done, and we'll kind of walk through, is designing the production of a new Corvette Hall of Fame trophy, and you did some projects for the Ferrari Club. You become a multidimensional artist. (laughs) All, you know, all things that I had touched before, you know, I work with metal and glass and wood and leather and all those things. um, uh, Until you put that stuff out into the world, uh, you're not a trophy designer, right? Or you're not a book author until you write the book. So yeah, doing lots of stuff. So these trophies that you're doing for people now, can you give us some visual cues of how you take an approach with this project? You know, I just start ideating based on what we're talking about. I sculpted these youth judging trophies, some very complex ones for Amelia Island and and some simplified ones for some of the smaller events where I, you know, I sculpted in clay and then I made molds and then I cast and we did granite bases with wood surrounds with sandblasted etched glass behind it with a cast metal badge. And, you know, most recently creating this new after 20 years or so of the same award for the Corvette Hall of Fame, looking at that looking at the architecture of the building of the Hall of Fame, looking at the Corvette's evolution over the years, uh, factoring in the build materials, you know, like fiberglass and carbon fiber, the, the old versus the new and all of those things and combining those shapes into something that says, it both says Corvette, it says history, it says future, uh, it speaks to the architecture of the building itself. And then uh, those finishes, I collaborated with a friend of mine here in the Valley, Rob, who does incredible carbon fiber work. And after I had done prototype shapes, he laid the final carbon fiber pieces. I did the fiberglass work and the paint work and uh, I cast badges after having masters made by another collaborator of mine assembled this piece of you know these multiple bits of corvette history and and uh it's been really well received and and it meant a lot to me um i'm a big ed welburn fan and he was one of the first recipients this this year the first recipient of there were three awarded technically four because there was a team of two that each got a trophy but three awards given this year and one of them was to ed welburn who is the the first ever global head of design for general motors uh and championed the new corvette and so big fan of him and his work and just a gracious human being, highly accomplished, yet gracious. And so it was cool to see one of the awards go to him. Ah, how fun. Now, another thing you've done in the past are poster art for events. Uh, Amelia, the Greenwich Concours, Bernini Gran Turismo. You've done a bunch of these things and you're going to be continuing in the future? As far as I can be hired, Mark, I'm yeah. <laughs> posters are posters are a delight of mine. And, and as you'll see, when you look at those, you know, you might hopefully be able to tell that they all come from the same artist. Oh, yeah. Um, but there are definitely different styles employed. I, I worked very hard to create a new, new design language for the Amelia poster this year with these angular kind of a art deco look with these angular design lines running through a continuous illustration nice. that doesn't feel angular, but it just gives a beauty to it. And Honestly, one of the highlights of my artistic automotive career so far was standing there uh, on the field at Amelia, not knowing that this was coming uh, and seeing my art up on the jumbotron reflecting off the pond there. Well, congratulations. I've got several of your pieces hanging in my home and they're absolutely spectacular. Another thing that you do, and we'd be remiss, and I mentioned it 
in the intro are the books. You have created some spectacular, and I say they're, I wouldn't even say they're just kids books. They're for everybody, but uh, I got on board with all of them when you were first doing them and having a grandson now being able to sit there and read to him these books. uh, Are those still available for people to buy? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, to your point about them not just being kids books, you know, you had Cameron Healy on last year and he and I had worked over the course of the year on Destined for Victory, uh, which to his credit kind of evolved as we worked together. He came to me with a vision. And over the course of that time, I, I said, Cameron, I'm, you know, finding so many nuggets in Porsche history. I think we should go bigger than just the story of, you know, the the beginning of Porsche Motorsport culminating in that first win at Le Mans with his car that he is the steward of the number 46 Camund SL that Rod Emery so beautifully brought back, you know, but when, as we worked on it, I kept finding these little nuggets like uh, Ferdinand Porsche rigging up battery powered lights on his ice skates in a town that was yet to have electricity. Uh, and, and that truly, I think, became a graphic telling of Porsche history more than it's a children's book. Yeah, I'll tell you, listeners, I've known Dwight now for 10 years. And when you do your books, I mean, most people will look at them, they're beautiful, they're wonderful. But the amount of work you do into the back end to make sure things are accurate. And I know you're a bit of a perfectionist. That's another statement. <laughs> yeah. To not release something to us just right. These books are spectacular. I would highly suggest you get these. They make great gifts too. They're heirloom gifts that will stay in families for uh, for generations. Another thing that's new for you is what you call your classic beauty series of paintings. And I tell you, when I saw the first one, I smiled because I recognized a bit of your style. I went, okay, that's obviously uh, Dwight. And I went, wait a minute. What's going on with that gal's lips? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a hidden vision in there. That's pretty cool. So tell us a little bit about this new series you're doing. Yeah, Classic Beauty has been uh, a big hit for me. I have a new study that I've just completed, actually, Classic Beauty number five. And that study is actually available in in the shop right now. I just finished that. And what that usually does is I do the study, I figure everything out, and then the large-scale painting. So this is just two feet by three feet. And then the large-scale painting gets commissioned off from that to the size you know, of the home that it goes into. But Classic Beauty number five is the first ever Italian girl. She's a brown-headed girl with green eyes. Uh, and those bright red lips are a Ferrari 250 GTO <laughs> yeah. at just the perfect angle. So that was that was an idea that came to me. You know, the, there's the classic in the classic car and the beauty in both the the female and the car. Uh, and so classic beauty being that play on words. And there are so many people that. I mean, there are people that have emailed me and said, why are you painting women now? And they did not get the automotive connection. They didn't see the lips. And then when they do, it sells a print immediately, usually. Well, I'll tell you, when I saw you do the first one, I I think you posted on social media and I took a quick glance and I went, oh, cool. He's venturing into a new area. I think this is a really smart move because uh, Scott Jacobson, who's a very well-known and very uh, prolific and successful artist, when I had him on my show, he talked about how he became successful in art because he was really a struggling artist. And part of it was finding things that people want to buy. And I went, oh, this is cool because this is a whole new dimension for Dwight. And then I saw it again and all of a sudden the lips, I saw it. I went, how did I miss that before? <laughs> well, I wasn't paying attention, obviously. Now it's like, oh, this is cool. I can't wait to see the rest. So congratulations. I think it's a, a brilliant move. And you've even done you even did a holiday sweater, which is hilarious. I mean, oh, get, I appreciate that. You yeah. Get your hands into everything. So five years ago or so, um, Haggerty brought me on as a creative consultant, getting to work on some really cool projects. And one of the first ideas I said out loud was, you know, everybody's 
printing something holiday on a sweatshirt, calling it an ugly sweater uh, within the car genre. Nobody was actually weaving a sweater, right? Everything was screen printed. And so uh, I pitched in one of our very first meetings. I said, let's let's make an ugly sweater that's based on ugly cars. Uh, and so the first year that we did it, we had I did blueprint drawings of the Pontiac Aztec and the AMC Pacer. I've picked on the Aztec a lot here on Cars. Yeah. And so the first year we did that. And over the course of five years of doing annual Christmas sweaters, we've gotten away from, you know, sometimes we, we go in a direction like, hey, let's make it feel 80s this time or let's do this or let's do that. But we worried less about making it ugly and just made it fun. Put the twinkle in the eye, automotive twinkle in the eye. And so for COVID, uh, I did snowmen social distancing at a car show and they were like holding cups of hot cocoa with their arms outstretched six feet apart, you know, and the cars were parked a long ways away from each other with a cone in between them. And <laughs> you know, last year we did a DeLorean, a flying DeLorean with the gull wings up and Santa hanging out the, the driver's door with his bag of gifts. And this year is the um, the McLaren. And one of the really cool, one of the highlights for this year was uh, Haggerty actually asked if I would be willing to to do a photo shoot with my family since this is the first year we were doing youth sweaters. And so we did this sort of ironic, bad, you know, those recognizable kind of cheesy Olin Mills style oh, photos. Yeah. And we got, I had to actually coach my children on how to misbehave in a photo shoot. <laughs> we got my daughter looking one direction and the rest of us are looking another. And my son's got a funny look on his face. And, and, uh, it's been, yeah, I've gotten, I've had so many messages from people that get such a kick out of it. And it was special for us too. So. Well, you did a beautiful job. I love it. So let's talk about the book, Epic Drama, the winning collection of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. This is a collaboration that started with Bill Pack. I had him on the show a couple weeks ago to talk about what he was doing there. He teamed up with you to do the writing for the book. So can you talk a little bit about your role and what this meant to you? Oh, it was it was incredible. And it, it just continued to snowball over the course of, of the project. Bill, I have tremendous respect for Bill, and we get along fabulously just as friends. His work is, as far as I'm concerned, unparalleled. You know, it's it's not that there aren't other exceptional automotive photographers, that it's just that there's nobody that does what he does. You know, there are other people that do amazing dark studio photography and light studio photography, but nobody that shoots it quite the way he does or crops it down to the angles that he does or, or finds some of the elements of beauty that he does. Uh, and it's really funny, over the course of the project, we were working on this yet untitled book with a few working titles floating around. I'm getting ahead of myself. But I'll say that when it came down to it, after I had finished writing what I had just finished writing and looking at Bill's photos and they said, OK, we're going from a working title to the title of this book now is Epic Drama. I thought that is so perfect because I had I had been moved from things where, where I'm reading, you know, I'm researching and I've got an adrenaline rush from what I'm researching to to like being moved to tears on the next thing I'm researching. And so there was drama in the stories for me, but I mean, there's nothing but drama in Bill's photography. Describe to our listeners what your role was in the book. Well, I'll start at the beginning, and that is that Bill was in town for a couple of weeks. He's He now lives. Yeah, he's a neighbor of yours now. <laughs> yeah, 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes from me, 12 minutes from me now. It's amazing. And, and we can promise many more collaborations to the world, I think. Oh, good. I hope so. Bill was in town for just a couple of weeks and he said, hey, Dwight, can you meet up for coffee either this morning or tomorrow? I have a possible project that I'd love to get you involved in if you're able. Uh, and we met for coffee and uh, I sat across from him and soaked it all in. 
Uh, and I just told him, I mean, I cannot tell you how what my what my year was like. So I was working on the uh, Amelia Concours poster at the time. I was working on that new art. And as you know, developing something new, a new visual style is different than just executing. There's a lot of exploration there. I was simultaneously working on the, the rough sculptures for a July deadline on the Corvette Hall of Fame trophy. Classic Beauty number four had been commissioned for a release at the Michelin Bash at the Corvette Hall of Fame. And so I was doing a classic beauty commission for them. Uh, I had 15 ink gesture sketches committed to a, a major art client. I was working on a limited edition chronograph design a watch for my friends at Valkyrie Racing. Oh my gosh. Doing the poster for the Boundless Betty Skelton documentary. I had five illustrations in the queue for an upcoming book um, on Porsche Motorsport. And you will know this because I was designing the branding and the vehicle wrap for Tom Cotter's Key West Dead Horse. And you had him stop by this year. Yeah, he and Michael uh, stopped by and they ended up spending the night and they were actually here the morning that my Orange Crush Turbo went up for sale on Bring a Trailer, actually sold mm. on Bring a Trailer. So they were here for that adventure, but I didn't realize that you did that for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. So that was my work list that I was looking Whoa. at. That was my calendar. And Bill drops this project on you. So Bill brought this project to me and I knew that there was a lot of research to be done and I was already overbooked. No kidding. But the project was amazing. Uh, the access that the museum was offering him was amazing. And it was not a sure thing yet. And it's easy to give a soft yes to something that's not a sure thing. You know, the project was awesome. And I said, oh my gosh, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. And so he shipped off a copy of Destined for Victory to Joe, uh, the president of the museum. Oh, who's and been a guest here on Cars, Yeah. Yeah. He liked my data-filled but yet approachable style to the storytelling for the book. And so he got a yes. Uh, so Bill and Joe were the most important yeses in the project. Uh, and when the deadline became a real deadline and Bill said, yeah, you're in, now it was a matter of, oh my goodness, I, no, I, gotta I, do I it. have to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I was on my way up to the Michelin Bash for the release of Classic Beauty Number no. 4. And I was able to tuck in four days, I think, three days on the ground uh, at Indy. And we kicked it off with a VIP tour. We got to see everything from the basement vault to the Roger Penske's rooftop suite. And then I dove in in the, in the library uh, and the archives. And uh, so I set up my laptop, was on Abe's book, abebooks.com. And every book that I found in the library there that looked good that I could find on Abe Books, I put in my shopping cart. And every book that I couldn't find on a books that I knew I needed to spend time with while I was there. I photographed every page that I thought would be relevant and so forth. Cause it, you know, these three days on the ground there were all I was going to have oh, at wow. the museum. Yeah. I got to be down with Bill while he was shooting a little bit in that studio set up in the basement, just standing alone with some of these cars in the dark sometimes. Holy cow. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was like an automotive church or something, you know? Sure. But anyway, then at the end of that period of time, uh, I, I, I checked out, I believe with 29 total books in my shopping cart. Oh my gosh. So over the smattering over the next week or so, all these books started coming in. 
And and then over the course of my summer, I had three weeks of travel already booked in the middle of my summer. And so over the course of the summer, half of the weight of my luggage was books. And I, wow. I mean, I sat on I sat on a balcony in Newport Beach. I sat on a balcony in Bay Harbor, Michigan. And while everybody else was soaking in the sun or out getting their feet in the to- their toes in the sand, yeah, you know, I working. was pouring through these books. And I can't say I didn't enjoy the view or the breeze or the whatever, but uh, I was working on an Indy 500 book. Wow. So. Well, bravo to the job you've done. This book is absolutely spectacular. And guess what, listeners? It is available starting today. Uh, I will put links, but you can just go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. That's where it's going to be available. I would encourage you. In fact, I keep saying this, but I'm going to say it again. Us car people are hard to buy for. Just ask my wife, right? I'm sure asking your wife, Dwight, same kind of thing. But books, and especially a book like this, an epic book, and that's what it's called, this is a gift that you're going to want to give. And I'd encourage you, buy a bunch of these and give them away throughout the year to your buddies and car guys and car gals as uh, birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, New Year's gifts, uh, because this thing is, it's going to be on your library shelf forever. It's absolutely brilliant. So the job that you guys all did, and I know it was a big collaboration, but Dwight, the words, as always, well and I know your homework is uh, just exemplary, and uh, you've really done a nice job with this. So bravo to you. Now, I've got to call out Lionel Ferreira, too. Um, oh, yes. His, his design for the book is exceptional. There are little things. You know, I'm a designer as well. And so looking at the subtleties and the little choices that he made, you know, you've, you've got the logo for the Motorsport Museum on inside on the front cover, inside the front cover. Uh, and then if you count the grid of the flags, you know, the checkered grid on the flag, and then as you turn inside to the inside page, it's not just a checker pattern on those end sheets. It is the exact checker pattern of the flag um, from the Borg Warner Trophy, you know, and, and the way he designed... Uh, the index and the way he did did the titles for the pages and everything. It's it's a gorgeous book, really well put together. And to your point, I have I have to tell you, there's there are so many like standout discoveries over the course of doing the research on this book. But when I say that Epic Drama fits as a title, it, there's a perfect example of that. So there's this driver that I was unfamiliar with called Bill Vukovich. He's from the early 1950s. Uh, and I just got attached to this guy. I was reading his story. He came from the California racing scene out of absolutely nowhere. And suddenly in 1952, it was a race for second. Like the dude was just crushing the field out of nowhere it was like two laps from the end of the race and he had just dominated uh and something went wrong i can't remember if it was fuel supply or what it was and he was out of the race and so after dominating that whole race he's out of the race he comes back in 1953 he starts in first position he leads every lap except for when he pitted and he won eight miles ahead of his closest competitor eight (laughs) Miles. Wow. <laughs> and here I am. I'm just totally sucked into this. I'm, I've got these 29 books. I've got all these books folded open to the same year at the same time. And I'm pouring through them. And I read in 1955, he's leading the race. He comes up on lap, tra- lap traffic. There's an accident in front of him. He can't avoid it. And he's dead. Yeah. And yeah, I literally had tears coming down my face. I was not ready for it. And yeah. so there's... You know, one of the cool things is, is that he had a son 
that went on to be a rookie of the year at Indy and then a grandson that went on to be a rookie of the year at Indy. So it's this incredible legacy story too. Um, But there are so many stories, you know, we know AJ Foyt, we know Bobby Ray Hall, we know Ari Lyon Dyke, we know these stories, but there are other stories in there that I didn't know that I got attached to. And, And it really, epic drama really is the right title for the book. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was so so tragic. When he crashed, that was fifty five, I believe. Yes, I believe fifty five. Yeah, yeah, it was just terrible, terrible. And those cars back in those days, super dangerous. Yeah, uh, just incredible. When you think about you know the lack of safety and just the kind of crazy stuff that they that they did, and the fact that any of them who crashed survived uh, was quite amazing. But uh, well, I knew that was coming because as you mentioned his name, I I I know the history of that, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh no, uh, this is here we go. But yeah, when you you find somebody like that, this seems so special, and then you find out something. But this is a great thing about history is uh, learning about new things and new cars and so forth. So before I let you go today, let's talk a little bit about cars. And I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna kind of tie this. In, well, not kind. I'm gonna tie this into the book you produced uh, along with this team that you're working with. And, and I'm trying to get the designer on the show too. So hopefully, we can get him because as a past graphic designer myself. A stellar job on that end. Yeah, yeah. So special vehicles. If you had to pick one, I'll just tell you one car today that stood out for you from all the cars in that book. Which one is it? I'm the same as Bill. I have to go with that 39 or 40, the Boyle Special Maserati. It's gorgeous. It's obviously very capable. It's another super fun story. So buy the book, read the story. It it was one of the hardest ones to write, honestly, because there's so much that could be written about it. And I had to make really hard choices to have a succinct story on this car. I could have written pages and pages on on just this car. and, And we were trying to keep it Shorter and sweeter than that. Um, you know, but one final little thing is, of course, the little red racing car was also a red Maserati. I so. was going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That deepens my connection to it as well. Yeah. Uh, nice choice. Now, here's another uh, flip up of my traditional questions. I always crawl into my guest skulls and be a little bit of a car psychologist. If you were reincarnated as one of those indie cars, if you had to pick one that fits mm. Dwight Knowlton's personality. Mm. Now, this isn't what you want to be, so you can't pick the Maserati. It's yeah. your favorite. It's got to be something that kind of ties to your hard work ethic, your design, your eloquence. Uh, I mean, which one would it be? Well, it's one of the Millers. There's no question. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. I get it. Love those Millers. Yeah. 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 I've got, I actually have a full set of, and I can't remember, I think it's a 30 two or 35, something like that. I've got a full set of blueprint drawings that I bought years ago at a, at an automotive auction for a Miller, the Miller Indy. And I think it is 1935. But anyway, yeah, I love the Miller cars. Incredible intention to detail. Predecessor to the Offenhauser stuff, of course, the fit and the finish and the polish and the the, the forms and everything. It was, it was jewelry um, that was also powerful. It's just amazing stuff. Yeah, I got to spend a day with a couple Millers way back when I was at Griot's. We borrowed them for cover catalog cover shots, and I was not that familiar with Miller. And to get to spend a day with those cars, they really were almost unreal in my mind because they yeah. were so beautiful. And then you open the engine compartment, and it was so intricate and simple, but it was like opening a Fabergé egg and the jewel inside. Yeah, yeah, it's like clockworks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just go, who was it? And I had to go and start investigating Miller because I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. It doesn't fit any normal concept of race cars from that period. Uh, absolutely stellar. Now, I always like to ask about bucket list things. I know I'm on, I know you're 
some of this, you're keeping your cards a little close to your vest until your launch. But is there any little thing you can tell us about what's coming in the new year with you? Because you got this new uh, fine art horizon. We talked a little bit about some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can share, you know, I'll let the eventual reveal of the website and the shop and all that stuff. It'll speak more eloquently with visuals than I will with words, but I am launching the motoringarts.com. Uh, and I've just created the Instagram handle at the motoring arts over the last few years. It's, it's occurred to me that there are exceptional automotive artists. There are just too many to list and many that I have tremendous respect for. But still, when you look at automotive art, regardless of the skill, automotive art can be largely boiled down to pictures of cars and parts. It's immediately identifiable. You look at it and you know it's automotive art. And so I have this mission. People, you know, the people that collect these cars, the people that are bringing cars, when you're taking a car to Amelia, the art that you have hanging in your dining room is not car art. It's real art. Right. And the idea that I have is being a student of great art first and executing stuff inspired first by great art, only then looking at the automotive form. And so I'm looking at geometric abstracts. I'm looking at modern art. I'm looking at all these interesting different ways that we can reference the automobile without painting or sculpting an automobile. And I want to bring automotive art from the garage to the living room. You know, there's going to be some identifiable automotive art as well. There's always room for that. I love looking at pictures of cars done well by people that are good at it. I've got originals hanging in my studio by Paul House and Tim Lazell. There will be more to come. And, and I love good original artwork by good automotive artists. And so I will make some absolutely identifiable pictures of cars. But in addition to sketching and painting, I'm going to be I'm going to be working with wood and leather and metal and and doing some furniture and some bespoke automotive gifting options. Soon Haggerty has called me her secret gifting weapon for uh, <laughs> completely original gifts for McKeel, birthdays, anniversaries, stuff like that. I've done, you know, I did this Porsche 356 inspired tabletop, large tabletop Bluetooth speaker with an OEM Porsche 356 ignition as the volume control. Wow. Bosch horn grills repurposed as speaker grills. I used original Porsche dash lights for indicating power charging and Bluetooth and all the components of it are reference quality audio. So it sounds great, too. And and so, you know, there's going to be the, the possibility of bespoke sculptures, bespoke gifts, some furniture, all that stuff. But I've worked I've been working on the art and art prints and stuff for a while now. And so there's going to be uh, a fairly immediate release. January 1st is when the site goes live. Uh, if you go to the motoringarts.com right now, you can get on the email list uh, and you're going to see this stuff before anybody else does. There you go. I'm proud to say I'm the first follower on Instagram. I just signed up this morning uh, on your website. So I cannot wait to see some of these magnificent things that you're going to produce. Now, I asked all my guests, uh, or I enable all my guests to go on what I call the ultimate drive. If I was going to tie this to the vehicles you got to be associated with mm. on this wonderful book, which vehicle would it be and what kind of drive would it be? Oh, that's that's interesting. Well, I the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum has more than just Indy cars there. And so down in the basement vault, they have one of the most beautiful cars that's ever been made, if not the most beautiful car that's ever been made. And it's a sister car to Sir Sterling's 300 SLR that he won the Mille Mille in, which, of course, I worked with him on the book. Mm-hmm. So they have a 1954 Mercedes-Benz W196 in the basement. It's the single seater that Fangio raced. But they right there with it 
have the only two-seat car in the place, which is the, the, the last Ferrari to have won Le Mans. It's a 1964. It was liveried in 65, but it's a 1964 Ferrari 250 LM. Oh, yeah. And being a two-seat car that can also drive the roads and not just race, I would be going for that car. Okay. And I would be taking my wife on the Epic Drive. Nice. And so here's the deal. Uh, you know, I'm flying up. At, at the time that this podcast airs, uh, I'm going to be there at the museum for the launch party for the book. When I go do, when I go to Amelia, I go to the Porsche dinner at Amelia, or I go to this book launch or whatever. My wife is at home with our kids, and I'm at the dinner. So for my wife and I to go do this epic drive, I'm going to take that Ferrari and I'm going to do a driving tour of New Zealand. Oh. I love it. Yeah. Oh, you know, New Zealand is one of those countries to me, and I've never been there, sadly, but I've been told by people that I know go there is it's like California back in the 70s. Mm. Yeah, it has that vibe to it and beautiful. And some of the videos I've watched, in fact, I like to follow some video YouTubers that do architecture, modern architecture, and many super modern homes are being built in New Zealand hmm. and they get into the architectural realms. The architect talks about the finishes, the materials, the importance of it. And New Zealand has this still has this kind of wild nature. So I would love to send you on that trip. I want to go on that trip. <laughs> sounds like fun, but your wife, yeah, she gets a front seat versus me, but that sounds like a nice choice. And the 250 LM Ferrari, I mean, that's just one of those. Yeah. That's one of those cars that, you know, you could have bought, 20 years ago for a million bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, now, a lot, lot more. Uh, yeah. Not many of those around. So, well, you have taken us on a wonderful ride today, Dwight. I can't thank you enough for taking a brief respite here. Uh, congratulations on the book launch. Before I let you go, could you maybe leave us with some words of inspiration or some thoughtful success quotes or some uh, ways to launch the new year? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I would say do the work. I yeah. always say, friends ask me how you get there, how you make it happen, how you accomplish things. I say, do the work and do it again tomorrow. <laughs> no, having a plan is critical, but you have to do. And, and one of the things over time, you know, I'm 10 years with this company and, and I've done some things before this, but legacy doesn't come from that one thing you did years ago. It comes from a body of work and it comes from how you go about doing that work. Well, I've tried to take your uh, your lead on that because we've talked about this before, and that's why I've talked to 2,223 people. <laughs> yeah, do the work. I know yeah. all about that. And then you do it again tomorrow. I can't thank you enough. How can people learn more about you and follow you? Well, carpegear.com is the website for Carpe Viem, and my Instagram for Carpe Gear, which is t-shirts, books, apparel, all that stuff, is at Carpe Gear. For the new motoring arts endeavor, Instagram is at the motoring arts and the email newsletter sign up right now, which will eventually be the shop is the motoring arts.com. All right. I'll put links to all these. Uh, I encourage you to follow Dwight. Uh, and you know what? It is holiday season. I mentioned the book. Also, if you've got kids to buy for or adults that act like kids that love cars, uh, his books are available. I've got a bunch of his t-shirts, uh, you guys, you just keep producing stuff, my friend. It's absolutely amazing what you're up to. So my hat's off to you and you've, you've come so far. A happy early congratulations on 10 years and uh, hitting the 50-year mile marker. Yeah. You're just a puppy from where I sit. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're doing a tremendous job. So my hat's off to you. Thank you for making a pit stop with us today, taking some time and sharing everything that you're up to. Oh my gosh, you're busy. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. I look forward to it. You're welcome. 
Fall is here, and you know what that means. Time to put a good coat of protection on your vehicle. I'm teamed up with AutoGeek, and they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started back in 1997 as a small mail-order catalog company grew into a multi-website-based e-commerce store, and that's what they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries, and its retail sector ships worldwide. If you want to protect your vehicle this fall, and you should, go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and technical support. AutoGeek.net is where I go for my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!